Welcome to The Bridge, fun conversations on culture, life, and everything in between. Welcome to The Bridge. We are a show that connects East and West. My name is Jason. I'm originally from California, but now I'm living in beautiful Wuhan, China. Today with me is Alex. Hello, everybody. My name is Alex Schur. I am from the Northeast part of China, and I'm speaking to Jason and every one of you in Beijing, China. Find us where you get your podcasts. If you like the show, then consider pushing the like button or giving us five stars. Suggestions, comments, anything you would like to share, email us at welovethebridge at gmail.com. We love the bridge. It's summer, and so people want to go out, <laughs> and travel is starting to kick off, and people are starting to take their shirts off and go to the beach, and yes. you know what they have in Beijing? A couple of them, actually, are giant water parks. Have you been to the ones in Beijing? Actually, no. I guess my life- Really? Yeah, I guess my life has just been kind of boring. <laughs> How many years have you been living in Beijing? Okay, ever since I came back, it's been four years going on five, and before that, I went to high school and college here, so all together- Wow. Oh yeah, about 15 years, 10 years, I don't know. Somewhere around wow. that. Well, you know, the water cube is no longer a water park. It's an ice cube. <laughs> yeah, that's it's literally there was an article in the Global Times calling it the ice cube during the uh, Winter Olympics. Yeah. But there is another water park in Beijing. I've been there twice. It is so much fun. I know. They have water slides. They have an artificial beach. They have like <laughs> pom fake palm trees and real palm trees. You can be flushed on a giant. It's not it doesn't look like a toilet, but it looks like you're being flushed because you. Wow, Jason. This is the first time I heard someone describing a water slide. As it's, it's like a giant swirly thing, you know, <laughs> flushing down a toilet. You know what? You you know, people, uh, they show a little more skin at these places than normal. Yeah. Now, you know, actually, I used to weigh a lot more uh -huh. than I do now. And so I would get up. I went to some of the top of these mm. slides and they're like, oh, get on this scale, sir. What? Uh, no, sir. You, you can't because they're not built for my weight. But. I have lost in the last five months, 35 kilograms, which is about 80 pounds. That's insane. Oh my God. That's, well, I don't know what to say. That's all, all I that's... had to do was chop off one leg and one arm. No, just kidding. Oh, that would do the job. That would, <laughs> that would definitely do the trick, but I don't know if they let me on the slide without arms and legs. They probably will. Just say, Hey, keep your balance. Oh, that's bad. No, I don't want to <laughs> promote my own strategy for losing weight because I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not a doctor. Mm -hmm. And if someone tries what I did and it doesn't work out. It might not work. Yeah. Yeah. They might be like, oh, well, they also they might just get nutrition issues and they'd be like, Jason, I'm suing you because I have a vitamin deficiency. Yep. So we're not going to promote Jason's diet. We're not. And that's not what we're, we're here for. I wanted to start with an article from Yahoo Lifestyle. OK. And it says South Carolina paramedic sheds 125 pounds, way more than what I lost, <laughs> to donate kidney to two year old niece. Ah, so they okay. uh, I mean, they had a very good motivation. So actually, that was work for me, too, is like mm. building a motivation. I think everyone knows how to lose weight ultimately. But what it does is like, do you have a good reason? Obviously, this is a very good reason to save a little girl's life. Yeah. So she managed to lose weight. It doesn't go into great detail about what she did, like the technique that she used. Mm. But it does say that she was able to go down from 270 pounds yeah. to, I guess, 100. I'm just doing some basic math here. 100 mm. and less than that pounds. <laughs> oh, my God. 145 pounds. Yeah. Wow. So I guess you can't be fat to donate a kidney. I think you have to, from all of the Grace Anatomy and um, all of the... Mm, the expertise <laughs> comes out now. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the ERs I watched. House. Don't forget House. <laughs> 
house is like two extreme cases. And I'm like, I wish I never had to use what I learned on house in real life. But apparently when you're donating organs, you need to be on a very similar uh, weight level because you have to pretty much prep the organs that you're going to donate to function in a similar body so that, mm. yeah, so that the other, the receiver wow. uh, doesn't reject uh, the, the donated organ. And I imagine the way that this person went down all of that pounds was probably somewhat mm. healthier because this, like, she would still need to be in a good health state to go on the operating table. It takes a long time to lose 125 pounds. Yeah. So if you're doing that in a very healthy way, that could take a year or something. There are studies saying that, you know, the healthy amount for just a, a person that's doing their regular jobs, living their regular life, the healthy amount of weight to lose is no more than, I think, like three kg per month. Oh, wow. I did a lot more than that. So you did. That's why I kept like, I'm like in loss of words because that's a lot of weight, man. Well, I was losing a half pound a day. Oh my. Oh but I was eating every day and I was, you know, eating a lot of protein and all that good. Anyways, we're not going to go into my diet. <laughs> a lot of it's just about um, wanting it bad enough. Mm. But anyways, so we're going to talk about diet trends okay. in 2022. I have a couple different articles here. So for those of you who are interested in getting all slim like or even just losing 10 pounds, oh, you no. fit into last year's bikini. I don't Your know. bikini stretch. I just okay. made that up. <laughs> um, top seven diet trends for 2022, according to Emily Vincat on mm. ubars.com. And I think this is selling some products. Product. So we're not going to, we're going to take that. Please take some salt mm. with this. Not literally. Number one, sugar sucks. What a name. So I guess this, the new keto mm. is called sugar sucks, but basically this is by not eating sugar. I guess that's pretty basic. Who would think that not eating sugar would help you lose weight? This is remarkable stuff. I have, I've, <laughs> yeah, it didn't occur to me. Uh, I have, I have friends who did this. They lost a little bit of weight, but what was more important than that for me is they felt better. Like energy wise, they felt like they had a more mm. consistent, higher energy level after they got rid of sugar, like cut sugar out of their diet for a little bit. I think sugar is kind of like a drug. So it gives you a peak. So you have like 30 minutes of like, yeah, I can do anything yeah. to like, oh, why is life so miserable? I'm so tired. Afterwards, yeah, yeah the sugar crash. Exactly. So, you know, also sugar is very unnatural, like to put it in everything. And, and that's the leading cause of diabetes. Obesity is part of it, but also just sugar abuse. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to skip some of this. Sure. So a lot of it's about eating plants and stuff. Actually, you know, let's just jump to the next one because I think it's going to be a lot better for us in the long run. And I don't want to mislead our fans. So this is according to U.S. News and World Report. This is <laughs> actually it's from health.com mm -hmm. uh, and it's from U.S. News and World Report. Eight best diets for 2022, according to experts, plus the three that ranked the lowest. That is the name of the article by Cynthia Sass, MPHR. RD. I have no idea what that is, but MPH should be a master of public health. Ooh, mm. Look who's so smart. Because <laughs> I work so with those people before. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, yeah. A million, a billion, or maybe a gazillion years ago, a giant split open an egg. Then came the lady giant who made people. And Mr. Curious, the botanist. Mr. Handyman, the baron on the tree. This is our new season of Chinese Folk Tales, and we will explore the ancient mystical world together. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. You're listening to The Bridge. 
his Mediterranean diet. And I think this is, uh, I've been hearing about this my entire life, right? A lot. It's about like eating olive oil and eating small meals and eating like, you know, healthy foods and eating, you know, vegetables and Mm. moderation. It says to add red wine. I'm not sure, uh, but you know, they say it, they're doctors. (laughs) And then they say add muscle strengthening exercises. So that means like, it even says you can do walking or gardening. And it also mentions that this, this diet improves outcomes for type two diabetes. So Mm. this is, one that doctors have been pushing for like at least a couple decades so yeah i think you know the problem i think for a lot of american our american listeners is they're not looking for a diet to supplant their diet so that they're healthier they're actually (laughs) looking at ways to lose a considerable amount of weight because a lot of our american listeners are Less, less felt like we're not. Less. We're not saying anything beyond what we're saying. <laughs> it makes sense that we're talking about diets. And I didn't know for me, the word diet, the English word diet, when I was learning it in college, it means cutting your food quite literally. Oh, really? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. For when I learned it, I was like, because everybody wants to say, I want to cut my food. And how do I say that in English? And they say, oh, I'm on a diet. Mm. But when you go to the United States, when you study or when you learn more about that word, you know, the diet is like a way of you how you what type Mm. of uh, food or how the food is prepared that you prefer uh, to be part of your routine so there are different Mm -hmm. types Mm -hmm. of diets and when I was in the states I was learning all kinds of diets and I was like this this has become an industry (laughs) and people are coming up with different products called some some something something diet so it's it's only suitable that we're listing out the the quote unquote popular ones mm. and maybe we can dissect them a little bit and see what they're really about. Well, I think, you know, if you are already close to your goal weight, the Mediterranean diet, in my opinion, I'm not an expert. I want to repeat that. I always consult your physician before starting any new diet. Thank you. Um is that you should, mm. you know, if a Mediterranean diet makes a lot of sense for people who are already fairly close to their goal weight. So this is just about mm. improving your quality of life is choosing to eat healthier foods. Basically, stop eating potato <laughs> chips and fast food and start eating like whole food and real vegetables. Less processed. And, you know, like food. that makes a lot yeah. of sense. Yeah, less processed food. Number two, and I, this is about dieting, about losing weight, that version. <laughs> of dieting is called the dash diet d-a-s-h dash diet and it's uh it says dietary approaches to stop hypertension so this means to lower your blood pressure oh my dad needs this. lowering your blood pressure so high blood pressure leads to kidney failure it leads to aneurysms it leads to mm. heart attacks it, it's one of the mm. number one killers in terms of the underlying causes of symptoms yeah. that exist in north america today high blood pressure can also be related to other things like smoking and drinking and other things yeah this particular thing is not saying uh, worrying about that we're assuming you don't drink and you don't smoke and then it asks you to eat whole grains and vegetables fruit Mm. and to eat less lean meat poultry or daily oh three to four ounces or less of lean meat poultry or fish daily yeah so even if you know a lot of people think oh fish that's really good for you i'll just eat a a soup (laughs) big giant ton all the fish (laughs) all the fish right seafood i'm on a seafood diet i see food and i eat it but you know (laughs) maybe not lower (laughs) i'm sorry i just i need to 
I need to make sure that all of our <laughs> listeners heard that. Yeah. What, what really? Yes. Seafood diet. Oh, my God. It's a 90s joke. So I'm just resurrecting my past. There. 90s had classics and this joke was one of them. Uh, so obviously uh, nuts, seeds, legumes. Uh, so that's like <laughs> peanuts are actually not a nut. They're a legume. Yeah. So less a little bit less fat and way less than uh, people have been eating in sweets. So yeah. it says three or fewer servings per week of sweets. It doesn't actually indicate the amount for a serving. That does not mean a cake. I know. I'm only eating three pieces <laughs> of cake every week. I'm like, okay, well, God. Three pieces of cake. I was having three cakes, but that's, I was, I was having three or few, fewer servings of cake. And they didn't say how much was in a serving. And, and I think we need to make distinction between whether it's American cake or Chinese cake, because American oh, yeah, cakes yeah. are significantly mm, American sweeter cake. than Chinese cake. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, American cake is like so much more layers of frosting and goodies. Yummy. Yummy diabetes. No, diabetes are not funny and don't get it. <laughs> no, oh, no, it's, no, sorry, I'm sorry, just sorry. So it does actually mention at the end of the DASH diet. Uh, yeah. Mm. Limiting alcohol. Lowering stress, uh, physical activity, not smoking, and getting plenty of sleep. So I think plenty of sleep means at least eight hours a day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I've read uh, articles about kind of the scientific and, and uh, clinical discussion on what is enough sleep. And apparently it varies. But if you're staying up every night and having mm. really irregular schedule, it doesn't help. I need to, I'm bringing all of this to my dad because my dad has hypertension and mm. he definitely has a lot of sodium mm. in his diet and it's just not wow. good. Well, you know, my brother is the same way as your dad he's the same exact way right i don't understand it he eats salty food that's already salty yeah and then he has a salt shaker oh god and he shakes out salt all over everything and then he's like oh, i don't understand why i have hypertension oh well go figure <laughs> <laughs> it's but it's a thing it's actually kind of common in especially people from my hometown in mm. the, the northeast of china because mm. it's cold there so we're used to eating a lot mm. of like preserved food with a lot of sodium in it and it just became part mm-hmm. of the local diets and everybody loves like the stews with a lot of like soy sauce with salt and so they're they're used to that kind of eating and then it comes with not whole grains it comes with like uh rice and noodles or some type of carbs that are not the best type of carbs for you and so i know it's hard for a lot of people to change their diet but honestly for for me looking at this the dash diet it doesn't look like it's too incredibly hard to do according to livestrong.com which was started by our famous American bicyclist who was not involved in any criminal enterprises whatsoever. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, he he recommends that most people don't need any additional salt. Additional salt? If you eat a tomato, it has salt inside of it naturally from the soil, actually. It does have... Mm. You sh- he, he says, unless you're, you know, out in 110 degree Fahrenheit weather, which is like 40, 45 uh, Celsius mm. weather, and you're like cycling or doing incredible athletic feats for like 10 hours that day, mm. there's no reason to add even a single teaspoon of salt to your diet whatsoever from any any sources mm. so like most people the vast majority of people unless like you're a construction worker or something you do not need to add any salt to your, your food naturally has salt in it yeah and it will naturally give you enough salt for your the purposes of your muscles and things it's the same with sugar as well like a lot of the added yeah. sugars are not what our body really just needed. eat an apple 
right? You got your sugar. That's already a lot of sugar in an apple or in a watermelon. Uh, or nutritionists recommend again recommended. We, we don't, are not experts. You know, we're not. We're not going to be held. We're not Do responsible. Do not follow for it, the, the advice that we give you today, as though it came from doctors. We are not doctors. We're not doctors, but nutritionists are saying that. You know, because the amount of because of the amount of sugars in the fruits, we should avoid yeah. eating fruit too late. A lot of people think, uh, oh, okay, I'm supposed to eat five servings of fruits and vegetables a day. Actually, the reality of that is five servings of vegetables a day, and maybe two serve servings of, of fruit a day. So like mm. two apples or an apple and a piece of watermelon. That's all you really need in terms of fruit from what I have read anecdotally. Um, mm. <laughs> I want to move on to the next, uh, next one. Yeah. It says two, but it means three because whoever wrote the article didn't get their num numbering correct, but it says the flexitarian diet. So this is for all of the, you who always wished you were vegetarian, but like meat, this is essentially like being a carnivore. So still eating meat, mm. but eating less. So instead of eating like a huge piece of steak, having a little tiny nibbling of steak mm. or like, you know, watching out that you don't eat meat every meal. So take some meals and be vegetarian and then add a little bit of meat to some meals. So it's yeah, it's like vegetarianism light. It's so there's you have the super hardcore veganism mm. where you get superpowers like you can fly and shoot laser beams out of your eyes. <laughs> We all know this from the uh, movie, that Canadian movie, oh uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Oh God, world. I love that movie. <laughs> then you ha go down a level, vegetarianism, where you can only jump over buildings <laughs> in a single bound. And then you have flexitarianism. This means you can just jump to the second floor of a small house. <laughs> good, good enough for me. <laughs> Yes, that's all I need to do because you know if you need to clean the gutters, that's how you get up. There. Yeah, I do. I do think this is uh, something that a lot of people could try. Just from psychologically for me, it's so hard for me to do any of the diet that we just mentioned. Even when we're talking mm -hmm. about the Mediterranean mm -hmm. diet or the Dash diet that are not too hard to follow, I'm like when I go to work, I get bothered and I get mad and my my mood gets really low and I'm just like I want to eat something that's spicy mm -hmm. and salty and I just want to do that. But if you could every um, week you have like a day or something to be mm -hmm. just be a little more mindful i think that's yeah that's a lot more uh feasible I, I was gonna say what you are saying now is that a lot of people who are trying to be flex my brother's mm. flexitarian a different brother not the one with the salt <laughs> issue a total I have, I have three brothers so thank can you, always say you. a brother are you already used to you have one more chance left today jason so i'm counting <laughs> for you i want to call a friend call a friend 50 50 okay so this brother is flexitarian so what essentially what he tries to do is once or twice a week he will not eat meat. Mm. So that means for the day, he'll just eat like try to eat vegetarian for yeah. that day, which is not that hard. So you just have like a bean burrito or whatever. Great. You're good to go. And that doesn't even mean you can still probably have cheese or something. Yeah. But you didn't have meat that day. And you know, this is also potentially good for the environment. A lot of people are blaming processed meat. Yeah. It's very uh, for difficult warming. for uh, yeah, carbon CO2 emissions yeah. are highly relate linked now to meat in the meat industry so you know if you just have vegetarian once or twice a week yeah you're you're you can still have meat you know you just can't maybe a little bit less yeah and also this could lower your incidence of you know stroke and and, and lower your blood pressure just the same way as other diets mm.
to the next die because I'm really like I'm really intrigued by the name. Oh, the mind <laughs> diet. So this is when you only eat minds. This is like <laughs> the seafood diet. It's the same. It's in, it's in the same category. It's the same family. Oh, oh wow. It's not. It's not. It's not. I mean. We don't know how popular, exactly how popular these diets are, but I guess right. now the name is here. I had a friend who did this, but I don't think she called it that. Really? I ha- she is now a PhD in the University of, I don't know, I want to say Kentucky or something. <laughs> uh, anyways, she used to do this. She used to find out what foods were good for your brain, literally good for your brain, and own- and wow. eat those foods because she wanted to be smarter. So oh, the, wow. the she mind- sounds like a Chinese parent. <laughs> <laughs> so the mind diet essentially is based on all the kinds of foods that there's scientific research showing that they help your brain. So these are our green leafy vegetables, uh, nuts, berries, beans, olive oil, whole grains, fish, poultry, wine in moderation. I just love oh, yeah. that wine is always in the mix. <laughs> it says butter and margarine, cheese, uh, red meat, but only three weekly servings. Mm. It says fried food less than less than once per week. Do you know less than once per week is zero, right? <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> sorry, we're having. Too- it does not say <laughs> equal to or less in the article. It says less. We're having too much fun. We're having too much fun this episode. I guess like having it, just having it like three or, times a month. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Or every eight days, <laughs> because <laughs> I was really trying to think. That's almost a week. That's almost a week. How can we take that literally? Yeah, oh <laughs> less than God. once a week. Ah, oh, every eight days. It's <laughs> it's time for fried food. So basically, essentially, foods that are. Have scientific research that show that they help the brain and all of these kind of foods hit that. They they, they show that if you eat these things, then your brain will be healthy. So these are a variety of different kinds of things. You have your you have fruit and you have veg and you have protein. So you're hitting most of the kinds of things that you need to eat in order to have a balanced food pyramid has has whole grains. So we're, we're. Thank you, Yale's new food pyramid that they sent spent billions of dollars on. Yeah, I mean, and this is this also says that you uh, in order to avoid your brain to deteriorate, like you should have pastries and sweets no more than four times per week. I'm like, that's quite a lot, actually, for me. That is a lot. (laughs) Wow. I'm going to have to up my amount of sugar so much now. I know. I don't know how that's uh, like how much sugar, how much how many times per week would you need to be having for pastries and sweets for this to be like you know unavoidance for this to be a cut down from what you're already doing hang on guys i need to go to the donut store my brain my shrink today <laughs> i'm i'm reaching for that i'm reaching that four times limit i'm almost Man, there i was feeling really down but thanks to my new diet i'm eating donuts <laughs> yeah maybe that is what it's there for like you're not trying to deprive your brain from feeling excited over the sugar intake who knows That's like flexing your brain muscles, you know. So number five, number one, the Mayo Clinic diet. So staying tied in the fifth position, the Mayo Clinic diet, U.S. academic medical research that focuses on integrated health care. It doesn't actually go into a great detail about what it is, actually. You have to go follow it to another website. It's a study that in- included two phases. Veggies and milk. It's, it's very interesting. The first phase is called lose it and second phase is called live it. So I guess, <laughs> so yeah, you know, first lose your weight and then uh, when you get to a certain threshold, you know, yeah. because my weight was a number I'm not going to repeat on radio. It was a very high amount. Yeah. Actually, I had to do <laughs> extensive like reading before I started because there were certain rules that did not apply to me. Like when you are obese mm. and you lose weight, you need to do it differently than most other people because yeah. some rules 
rules no longer apply to you because the things that are wrong with an obese body need to be undone more than some of the consequences of doing your diet in a more uh, expeditious way. Mm. So actually, a lot of doctors will put you on a, what they call a very low calorie diet, which is literally a VLC, mm. an acronym, wow. V-L-C-D. <laughs> Again. That, the amount of calories I'm not going to mention <laughs> because I don't want to frighten people. Wow. It was a very low amount of calories. The word very intentional. Well, three digits is scary enough. No, I'm just kidding. It is three digits. I'm just kidding. Mm. But kind of low three digits, you go up to a thousand calories later. But this does not apply to you, listener, because if you're going to go on a diet like this, you need to go seek a professional's help. Yeah. The diets somehow get leaked from whatever institution or whatever. People do, yeah, things that shouldn't Organizations, they do them on people who need medical help. It's not just for like, oh, I am 120 pounds. I want to go down to 115 and I'm going to use this this medical diet that is used to treat people who are having problem breathing and living. (laughs) You know, it's... And then there are a lot of money that that is being made from that process, but we can't make accusations on the show about which diet is doing that. But like 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 Jason just said, you really need if you're going on any diet that is going to drastically change how you consume food, then you have to consult a doctor before. In China, if I want to go see a doctor, and I have a lot with for various reasons lately, mm. it's like five kwai or something to go talk to a doctor. It's interesting because losing weight when you're obese is probably the best way to prevent like. 20 diseases. I okay, I'm going to confess as well that lately, that during the past year, because I've been working full time and the year before that for two years, I've been working office jobs and it really like it took a toll on my body. I gained a lot Mm, of weight mm. and I I was refusing to see it or I was too (laughs) oblivious to see it. Even though when I got on the body scale, the number said otherwise, I refused to think that I, you know, it was mm. so drastic of a change until I started to see photos of myself performing on stage. And I was like, oh, my God, I look like a completely different person. And it just doesn't it's not about looking pretty and stuff. It's little problems I'm having with my body as well. My knee, for one thing, mm. is really suffering and it's mm. putting putting everything in a really like vicious cycle because I can't get out of it because mm. my mm. knee hurts. I can't like run or jump to too much and I can't run jump too much I'm like not losing or getting enough exercise in mm. and it doesn't help with losing weight and it puts more burden on the knee yeah I know I know so, what you mean about the knees my knees now are like thank you Jason <laughs> uh, it is so I need to do the same. nice actually yeah so we can catch it early before you put on all the weight um be nice to your body Take Away Chinese, where you can take some Chinese away and experience progress day by day. Take Away Chinese, we will promise you a difference. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Roundtable, coming to you live from Beijing. From Beijing. Roundtable. 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 Connecting China and the world. We bring you fun and timely discussions about what's affecting our lives everywhere, every day. Tune in to Roundtable, where the East meets the West, and understanding is the goal. From North to South, East to West, people in China are chasing their dreams and leaving their mark. Want to know how they beat the odds and made a difference? Footprints brings you the true life stories of their journeys.
listening to the bridge. I actually do want to talk about some of the aspects of my weight loss, but I don't want to talk about the actual intake of calories and food because I don't want people to follow my example. And I understand. I mean, I don't want listeners at home to run out <laughs> and start doing what Jason did, but I do mm. think there are things that most people can think about. So the, the next diet is called TLC. It's about re- calorie reduction. It's very scientific and it's, yeah. it's called therapeutic lifestyle. It sounds really challenging. So I'm going to leave that to our listeners. If you want to go look that one up, you're going to have to do get good at math. So <laughs> I was about to say, if you're obsessed with numbers and and and, and uh, percentiles, then this is a good diet for you because you're going to have a lot of fun calculating everything and calculating the percentage of the calories intake. Mm. Not not for me, not for Alex. Well, the next two are actually very similar. Mm. So volumetrics is the next one after that. Also number five. And it's also where you have to do a lot of calculating and following very carefully all the different mm. things you're putting into your body really meticulously. And the next one after that, I actually did when I was a kid, oh, wow. but that's changed, had changed a lot since then. It's the WW diet, mm. which they've changed their name, formerly Weight Watchers. When I was a kid, my mom was like, let's go to Weight Watchers. And I was like, okay, mom, let's go. And I guess she just needed someone to go with her. And it comes with like little books where you track everything you eat all day. And so it's a lot, also a lot about calculating what you're taking in. Mm. So these three diets, we are not going to go over on the show because they're like whole programs that you're going to research very thoroughly. Yeah. So the ones they say the three that are lowest ranked ranked lowest according to health.com mm. and uh u.s news and world report and they recommend that basically you don't do them are the gaps diet which is a psychological syndrome diet and is looks really complex from the description of it, it looks based. like it's a diet that is that was made for a term that was coined for whatever connection they wanted to build between the digestive system and the brain wow. which there is scientific connections but i don't know how this diet is going to change how your body talks to each other so the next one is called the dukin diet i've never heard of this never and i i thought i knew a lot about diets but it's a it's a very <laughs> high protein diet and apparently you lose 10 pounds a week at least the first at least the first week wow man maybe i should switch (laughs) 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 and then the last one everyone knows this diet is the keto diet a lot of people misunderstand the keto diet some people think oh it means eat a lot of meat no the keto diet means you eat a lot of fat if you're actually doing the keto diet right yeah you're not eating more meat this isn't your chance to like you know steak it up this is about eating the lard on the steak and the fat and like oil and stuff yeah people who understand what the keto diet is correctly it's actually just about eating you actually have to limit your calorie intake people do also don't understand you can't just eat meat all the time and you're like oh, i'm on the keto diet yeah no you have to calorie restrict and you but you eat fat lots and lots and lots of fat the guy who invented this by the way died when he was like 60 so when whenever people just come up to me randomly and say oh i'm on a keto diet i'm like do you know do you really know what you're doing are you sure you know what you're yeah, doing yeah Again, seek a physician. You really need to get this. Again, this keto diet is also designed to fix problems of your body. It's not, oh, it's going to help you lose weight. And then some of the people that I know went into this just from, quote unquote, reading scientific papers. And they're like, oh, scientific studies show once you do this, your body does this. I'm like, yeah, it didn't tell you what else it's going to do to your body. And they're like, you know what? From today on, I'm going to bid farewell to carb. <laughs> like, no. I'm like, OK, good good luck. <laughs> I could basically eat anything, but it's 
is about calorie uh, restriction to some extent. Mm-hmm. But the main thing for me was I, I've tried everything as many people have. And they, a lot of people can attest to having tried everything. Mm-hmm. So for me was getting into the right mental space. Mm-hmm. So all of us know that we should eat less and we know most of the kinds of things we should eat less of. Yes. And so for me, it was uh, making sure that I knew why I wanted to lose weight and that I really did want to lose weight and that I was committed to doing it. And I got a little book out. Actually, I got one of those books for writing Chinese characters. Mm. And I used the little boxes as days. One day is one box. And in the box, I would write like the date and how many calories I ate for that day. Because mm. a pound of fat weighs 3,500 kilocalories yeah. or what people most people call a calorie. So then I would write how much my body, according to calorie calculating websites, like told me I was uh, consuming based on my age and weight and height and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then I subtracted out the amount of calories and I would record it daily. And so like keeping track of what I was eating was one of the things that helped me a lot so that every day I could reflect on, Mm. okay, this is what I did eat. Yeah. Can Can I maintain that? Can I do better? Or did I do worse? And then like by doing it that way, it kept me regimented throughout the day because I knew I would have to report on myself later. Mm. So every morning I would wake up and write what I did the day before. But I guess when you tell uh, diet stories like the one you have, Jason, I think people are always going to ask you like during that process, did you have any day when you feel like you're not going to be able to just hold on for one more day and you really wanted food that used to bring so much joy to your life? Did that ever happen to you? Was there a lot of like mood fluctuations? There was one time where I had a pizza because I was like so stressed from my normal life that was just it was out of control and I was like I'm having a pizza today but you know what happened was (laughs) the salt in the pizza threw off the uh weight that I was at by a lot because you I had wow. to drink all this water to go with the pizza uh. and I got bloated and I actually showed that on the scale that I was two kilograms heavier even if it was just one pizza there's no way there's enough calories in one pizza yeah to make me gain two kilograms so after I did that I was like that's not happening again because I got really addicted to watching the numbers and I could sort of mm. start predicting okay my next time that it's going to come down on the scale is this day. Yeah. And I would wait for that day and it would either be that day or the next day or the day before. And so I was getting pretty good at predicting. And then that pizza threw me off so far that I was <laughs> like, mad at I it. hate you, pizza. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so how dare you do this to my numbers? Are you are you still on a diet? Are you still addicted to the numbers or have you reached your goal and you're slowly going back to 20 more kilograms to lose? And then I'm uh, then I will be at my goal weight and then I will be like felt enough. But what my plan is not to quit at that point. I, so I, okay. I have a plan. My plan is to increase my calorie intake to a reasonable amount mm. and then start going to the gym. Yes. Because one of the things that I th- people don't realize, and I read a lot about this, is that when you lose a lot of weight, you actually lose bone mass yes. and muscle yes. mass and your metabolism consequently drops off way down. And this is what causes yo-yo dieting because you get to a point where you think you're at a reasonable weight and you, th- you find a reasonable amount of eat a food to eat and you weight goes up a lot yes, because your body isn't the same body that you had before. Yeah. So wh- what I'm going to do is become like one hour, two hours, five days a week, six days a week at the gym for a year or two to rebuild the muscle and bone that I have lost over this time yeah. so that I can get my body back to a healthy stasis. During that time, I will find, you know, what, like how many calories I can eat. And eventually I'll be able to lower my gym trips to like two a week for an hour and get back to just 
just being like a normal, healthy person. Oh, at that point, you probably wouldn't be able to. I think when you start going to the gym, it is going to be more addictive than reading the numbers on the scale. Jason, you're be- you're becoming a gym rat. You know, I used to actually be a gym rat, <laughs> but I was a very, very heavy gym rat. And for like years, I went to the gym all the time oh. and I could out I could out bench a lot of people in the gym. Oh, wow. I think that's what helped me because my metabolism was really high when I started losing weight. And that helped me lose the weight fairly quick way because my muscles were actually quite strong. Mm. But I have not really been going to the gym this entire time because I thought, you know, that's not been working for me. What I need to do is control my mouth. Yeah. So when I get to my goal weight or right around there, I'm going to the gym will be my best friend. Hello, Jim. I'm here again. <laughs> Hello, Jim. I'm Jason. <laughs> I don't gym like that runner stuff. Why would I go into a gym to run on a treadmill and ever make sense? It's all about strength training. So just every muscle group and different patterns, you know, push, pull, upper, lower, different combinations. <laughs> and now cha- changing routines up every couple of months, and yeah. different machines and weights and, uh, you know, low weights for lots of reps and then high weights for a short amount of reps. And I like to do drop sets. People are actually really scared of drop sets. So what this means is you do the heaviest weight you could push first. Uh-huh. And then you keep doing that until you can't do more than like three. And then you drop the weight. So if you start bench pressing at 190 pounds, wow. then then you start bench Impressive. pressing. At a, then you go down mm. to 180, to 170, 160 150 all the way down until you get down to like where you're just pushing the bar (laughs) and then you just push the bar until you can't do five reps. And that takes a long, long time. And it's also one of the best ways to increase the amount of weight you can do the next time Mm. you do it. Well, I mean, that probably builds up your stamina a lot as well. It's also just exhausting. You know, the, you know, that (laughs) feeling of going back to the gym for the first time in a long time. Oh, trust me. I do. I used to dance like three hours a day and I stopped. I stopped for a while and I went back for one class. I was <laughs> I was halfway through the class and I was just like, how did you do it, Alex? Mm. I was just asking myself that question. How did you do it? Three classes going full on, just all in dancing here. I was like, oh, my God, halfway in and I'm in the back of the room. I'm not even in the first row. and I am giving up. It was super close to giving up. You know, up. that's also really dangerous. I know. If you haven't been exercising Slowly for a long time, get back in. I'm going to tell you a very scary story. Uh-oh. It's kind of inappropriate. We're going to hear it anyway. Okay. So <laughs> this was years and years ago. And I had also just been out of shape. And I was like, I'm going back to the gym. Mm. So I went on like a five hour bicycle ride. Oh, my God. Then when I got back, I was like, okay, but that's just cardio. Now we need to do the gym. And I went into the gym and pushed myself at every metric across the board, all over the place, at every muscle group. That night, I um in one of the fluids that comes out of you, you know, there was blood. Oh, God. So we went to the doctor and the doctor was like, whoa, you have like a breached oh, kidney. Oh, my God. This usually only happens to soldiers when they've been marching for a couple of days. <laughs> what did you do? And I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> so they were like, don't do that anymore. If if you want to go oh back to the gym, God. that's fine. Go for like an hour for every few days. And then later you can ease it in, ease it, ease back yeah. in. So if you haven't been going exercising, don't just go full speed ahead right at the beginning. I have had a, a similar story as well, but it didn't happen to me. It happened to one of the students who came to my Zumba class when I was living in New York mm. and I was teaching in the studio and her friend had taken my class just two weeks before and she recommended class. So her friend brought her and her friend was like, I really wanted to bring my friend because she used to love dancing. And but she just went through this really stressful, uh, difficult time with her divorce and everything, like told me her whole life story that it was really mm. difficult. And she finally decided 
to come back out. And because my class was very, very energetic, it's mm-hmm, very mm-hmm. dancey. You know, people could really. I've seen your WeChat, yeah. Right. It's like a well, my WeChat is the classes I take. It's not the I take salsa classes, but I used to teach Zumba, which is, doesn't require a lot of skills. You just need to be happy in that class that keep, push your mind to that state. And the lady that day pushed her mind a little bit further, so much further that her mind forgot to watch what her body was saying. So when the class was done, because during the class I was watching everybody and she was having so much fun. She was jumping and pumping her fist and just going left to right. As soon as the class ended, she came over to say thank you. As she was saying thank you, I was like, are you okay? And she she looked like she was going to pass out. Uh-oh. Me and her friend moved her to the side, made her sit down on the floor. And then she started puking. And I was, oh, gosh. Yeah. And I was like, are you okay? She's like, it's okay. I just feel a little dizzy. She's I'm like, so healthy now. She's like, I went way too hard. She's like, I haven't been even out of the house for like almost two months. And I just and I don't I don't know what she was eating before. So this is another very, very kind reminder, everybody, that a Mm. lot of the group exercise classes that you go to because they're not a personal trainer, they can't watch you all the time in class. They can't watch Mm. every single one of the 30 people in class to see how they're breathing, how they're doing. So always modify your level of exercise. Make sure that you are um, comfortable. Your body is not you're not overstressing your body. (laughs) (laughs) That's scary. Oh, yeah. Ever wondered what's actually going on in Africa through the perspective of an African? How are things really going between China and Africa? What's the narrative of this relationship? Well, get a perspective with China-Africa Talk. Hear from African diplomats, entrepreneurs, academics, Chinese natives, and more. Get on our wavelength every week to find out what's real with China Africa Talk. Find us on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, and more. We'll see you there. Online, on air, and on your phone. Take today wherever you go and stay ahead of what's changing our world. From politics and the economy to business and technology. Today covers regional and international issues that affect China and the world. Keep up to date with today. You're listening to The Bridge. Moving on, I wanted to talk, you know, this is something that's more China specific. So uh, we, mm. my wife tried acupuncture for weight loss recently, but you know, she, she got all these injections. So not injections, needles put into her Poking. that yeah. they're not just needles you put in and take out. They are dissolving needles that they put into what? her abdomen and left there and then sent her home. And I don't really know anything about acupuncture, but like she came home and she's like, don't hug me, Jason. I'm full of needles. <laughs> like, what? Why are you full of needles? What happened? <laughs> like, like, what did it do to you? So she was like, OK, I can't sleep on my stomach for a few days because there's needles inside of me. And like, I guess she she did lose weight. She lost uh, like four kilograms in the period of like a, what? a couple weeks. Yeah. And she was like real proud out of it but then she got really busy and never went back apparently you need more than one um oh. treatment i guess or is that the right word yeah yeah so um it did work temporarily but it she didn't continue with the uh process so it, she's it didn't continue in her life but she says that she swears by it would work. Yeah, yeah i think okay i think what you're talking about but i, I know it by a different name in chinese mm, mm. um it's called 
nice and like burying a thread, planting a thread in your body to lose weight. Apparently how it works is that it maybe touches or or presses on some of your nerves so you don't feel hungry, like you don't feel like you're craving food. I was shooting this um, news piece to introduce Beijing, to introduce China to Mm. at least Europe with uh, Euronews. This is four years ago and we went to this traditional Chinese medicine hospital and we were waiting for their president to come down to receive an interview, to do an interview with us. And I was standing in the hallway with one of their residents and the lady who was very nice looked at me and she said, oh, wow, it's a lot of hard work you guys are doing and it's hot summer. Um, She's like, you should come back when this is done. You know, when you're not shooting anymore, you should come back. And I said, oh, yeah, why? She said, come back. I'll, I'll put a thread. I'll bury a thread in your in your belly to help you lose weight for free. And I was I, I was not hmm. smart enough to say yes. <laughs> I should. Have. Well, you know, I had something similar. My wife's uncle does acupuncture. That's not his profession. He's a kind of police officer. Mm-hmm. But one time he invited us out to drink and he was like, Jason, so fat. I brought needles. Oh, my and I'm God. Like, Why did you bring needles? <laughs> why do you just have needles on you at a random place? said random time. It's like, come over here, sit down, take your shirt off. Uh, uh, like there's a room full of people, by the way. Wow. It's like 20 people in the room. I was like, yeah, sure. Okay. Jojo. So I can't, Jojo means uncle in Chinese, by the way. Yeah. Um, so I, I sat down on the sofa and pulled my shirt up. I didn't take it off. <laughs> and, uh, my nipples are not public viewings. Sorry guys. Yes. But then he stuck six or eight, I can't remember needles in me and said, mm-hmm. okay, you stay here. And then he went back to the dining table and they continued on with their wow. frivol- frivolities and happiness. And I was just like, okay, I guess I'll just chill here and read my phone while everyone is like eating and I have needles sticking out of me. Anyways, he came back, took the needles out and whatever. I did end up losing weight. I'm not sure. We, I can't say it's correlation is causality. I lost weight. But I, after that, I did lose some weight for like a couple of weeks. Yeah. But maybe it was just, wow, I'm so fat that they have to stick needles in me at din- dinners <laughs> now. Maybe I should eat less. It's a shaming, it's a shaming factor <laughs> that actually worked. Who, it's I'm not know, the needles. Maybe themselves. I'm not sure. Yeah. But anyways, it did, it did work temporarily. It's not the same as the process that my wife underwent because the needles that he stuck in me came out yeah and they were they were made out of metal yeah i think what summer did it was more of a traditional chinese medicine approach shredding yeah like if you're really having problems and you you can't do it with your willpower then there is this way uh to help you oh yeah welcome to my stories of chinese characters season two i'm uncle han si This season, we will travel to different destinations and experience the different sceneries throughout the year. This season, we will taste delicious foods. Delicious, how sure. Feel the delicacy of Chinese silk. Some people say that this is the world's first computer because each one of these is an instruction. And enjoy the local architectures. Yes, it's a big house. Chuanzhou's Wu We will feel a sense of camaraderie on the slow train. And feel the excitement of the snowfields. Yes! 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 I'm Uncle Han Zi. This season, we will take you to see a different China from the perspective of Chinese characters. Meet us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and other major podcast platforms, or on our website, radio.cgtn.com. listening to The Bridge. 
What special kind of diets do are Chinese people known for or trending in China or do, you know, are traditionally Chinese ways of losing weight or other things that we can learn yeah. from Chinese culture and take back to other places around the world? We could follow your advice. I guess the only and I hate to say this, but you said it first. You said, you know, the population of people with obesity is a little higher in the States than it is in China. So. I guess losing weight wasn't of any primary concern mm, mm, of the mass mm. uh, of Chinese population until yeah. recent years when people started to consume a lot of added sugar, a lot of processed food, a lot of like fast food. We know that there is one thing that is popular, mm -hmm. not just for losing weight, but the, the purpose of losing weight, but also just kind of readjust your body. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you've heard of this. It's called it's a diet that replaces physical food with your energy. It's like you spend a day or two days. Some people do it for a very small number of people could do it in a much longer time period where they're just not eating and they could don't eat. Yeah, they don't they don't eat anything. And so it's they, fasting. It's basically fasting, but it's not just fasting with no other type of activities added to it. Like when you bigu, you have to also think about your chi, think about your energy. You know, there's a lot of like mind tricks that you have to play. Mm. But like we said, because it comes from Taoism, mm. it comes from how Taoism talk about you should uh, nurture your chi, your energy, and make sure that your body and your chi are in sync. But because it became a popular diet, a lot of people are like, I can do it. I'm going to go on Bigu. I'm going to go try so that. What do you need? Do you need a cave and like, you know, meditate? <laughs> like, I, I, you sit under a tree? That's Buddhism. I'm sorry. You know, yeah. But you know what you really need if you want to try the Bigu fasting, the Taoist fasting Bigu, mm, mm. you need someone that is an expert or a medical person mm. to help you and to direct you. Don't just try that because people are like, now I can look, now I can find anything on the internet. And it says you just don't eat for five days. Well, I mean, my luck is I'm going to find a cave somewhere and then a mo mountain lion's <laughs> going to eat me in the middle of the night. That'll make me lose all the, all the weight that is so dark. <laughs> but that's the only thing that became a, some kind of trend. I remember this when I was in college. People were like, oh, we're going to go on big one. So you eat, is this, do you drink water? Is there soup or you just nothing? You have to drink water otherwise you're going to you're, you're probably not going to survive because when they encourage people to do it Taoists when they mm -hmm. do it they could probably do a couple of days mm. um, but when you're trying to make it a popular diet nowadays if you want to try it one day you could probably do that much more easily at home but that's like mm. same as like a modified keto diet it, this is a modified people mm. which is basically just an, a simple much simpler form of dieting but other than that it's hard for me to think of anything that is kind of universally are super trendy yeah. diet in China. Probably they follow the same diets that yeah. every everyone around the world follows. Of course, if you go on the internet to search for popular diets in China, you're going to see all kinds of weird diets like the cucumber <laughs> cucumber and tomato diet that was I was trying in, I tried in that. college. Right? Cucumber, tomatoes and eggs, right? And you eat that for like three days. I was like, yeah, I, maybe I'll lose like two kilos, but I'll also have a lot of hospital bills that are going to malnutrition. Yeah, yeah. So I just no, don't follow. <laughs> don't follow that. Well, one of the things that happened, I think, in the late 1980s to Weight Watchers was they got sued in a class action lawsuit because they, they were very like uh, check tick the boxes. You need to eat this much milk, this much this, this much that. And they had not insufficient amounts of protein in their diet. And they the class action lawsuit won against 
against them for oh, wow. not providing them with enough uh, protein on their diet. So they revamped the diet after that lawsuit. And now it has includes more protein. So people who think they can just not eat or only eat cucumbers or something for a month, that is a very bad idea. Yeah, like you do, definitely. You do, the reason we keep saying you need to consult a physician is because so many times people went off and did bizarre things with food <laughs> and then just really messed themselves up. The body is a very sensitive yes. machine and it there's a reason why it craves all these different things because it needs all these different things and Your different amounts. Your body is pretty sacred. Just remember that. <laughs> Thank you. I know. Finally, someone acknowledges that. Someone with some sense. <laughs> you know, my wife, she is a Buddhist and she sometimes goes off for like a week, two weeks to go live in a different monastery somewhere and meditate mm. and do all these sutras. Wow. You know, now that I think about it, I didn't think about it very much lately because we are so busy. Both of us, we work full time. Yeah. But she always comes back thinner than when she left. It's not Taoism, but they eat. They don't. It's not that they don't eat. Mm. They do eat, but they only eat what they absolutely barely need. need. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, okay, here's your breakfast egg yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Here's your lunch piece of bread. So like she always comes back thinner when she goes away from meditation. And then she's like, okay comes back mm. and she's always really, really calm for a few days. I guess when you do meditation, <laughs> you're also not moving your body that much and it doesn't give you. Oh, no, no, they, they clean and oh. stuff. They, and they bowing and you have, she does like bowing and then standing and then bowing and then standing sometimes for hours. Actually, it's like intense exercise. Oh, oh yeah, well, then yeah, yeah. yeah, that's like a, a mellower version of a longer hour yoga. Yeah, she, <laughs> It's like all day she's meditating and like, then after you eat, you go clean the dishes and then you go clean the kitchen. Then you go clean that so because everyone there at they're expected they're not guests in the buddhist temple they're like participants <laughs> in the experience so everyone has to clean up everyone has to cook everyone has to serve everyone else wow i, 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 I went for one lunch one time and was like uh, I'm, I'm supposed to work i thought i was just like here to <laughs> chill or something you have to earn your chill you have to earn your right yeah, to chill exactly yeah i would love to do that i'd love to try that sometime i think it is going to take my mind up First off, take my phone away from my hand and then take my mm -hmm, mind off mm -hmm. from my phone. So I don't know if she because she called me every a couple nights. So I think that she was allowed to have a phone. Did you do so, you have that program on your phone that tells you how many hours a day you're looking at your phone? I don't. Why would I? That would be more time to look at the app that tells me how long I'm looking at my phone. I have enough problems as it is. <laughs> I, I, got a, I got a notification this morning and told me that last this past week i averaged at nine hours 45 minutes a oh day oh my gosh alex what is wrong with yeah. you and me yeah. and all the other people in the world <laughs> exactly um that, exactly and that's why i'm like if i could go off in a mountain on in a forest uh, where i get to meditate and if you want me to mountain clean lions, things, i will clean snakes <laughs> spiders with venom okay fine 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 i'll clean my own apartment <laughs> all right that is all the time we have i'm sorry listen into our next episode for more insights and be part of bridging the east and west thank you as always alex stay healthy stay happy everybody thank you jason i'll talk to you next time